Wow. Now, you know what? Now, I think this is a really good thing that you two guys have got going. Hey, thanks, man. Now, take it from a groundbreaker like Ron Simmons. He knows something good when he says it. Y'all heard it from him. Hey, wrestling world. Keep up with the culture and listen to this episode in full on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Make sure to give us a follow on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook and fall under the influence. We're going to compare it, current NBA players to current day wrestling stars. So NBA and WWE, they're both very entertaining sports. Exactly. Know? And, and love for the pure athleticism sometimes in the great matchups. But sometimes... The storylines of the NBA, they tell themselves and they just Jimmy Butler has been in the league for a little over, maybe a little over 10 years, correct? Cody Rhodes, he ain't no new guy in WWE. He's it been. wasn't until Jimmy Butler left Chicago, and it wasn't until Cody Rhodes left WWE the first time that people really started to pay attention to them. And they, they started to really impact their respective sports. Yeah. But yeah, the, the match of the night was clearly Omega and Osprey, bro. And then when you look at it from another angle, he completely took it on his shoulder. shoulder. Hey. We as wrestling fans, we have got to do better. <laughs> yeah. Mic check, mic check. Welcome back to Cultural Influence, man. It's been on a been a two week hiatus, I say. We've been busy, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, welcome to Cultural Influence. For those of you newcomers, welcome to Cultural Influence, where we talk about wrestling and we help wrestling fans build their roadmap on this wrestling journey. Because wrestling, it's very controversial, and but it's still fun. Yeah, yeah. And so here we just talk about it, and we kind of help wrestling fans build their journey because every journey is different. And so here in Cultural Influence, we help to influence, inspire, and then of course just talk about wrestling. Oh yeah. So but on this special episode, I'm super excited about it. It's We're going to combine two things that I love. And surprisingly, a lot of wrestling fans are NBA fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of NBA fans are wrestling fans. Yeah. So in this episode, we're just going to combine the two things. We're going to compare it, current NBA players to current day wrestling stars so nba and wwe they're both very entertaining sports you exactly know? and, and Good you love point. for the pure athleticism sometimes in the great matchups but sometimes the storylines of the nba they tell themselves and they just make the games that much more you know suspenseful or impactful you know what i'm saying so i think the nba and wwe are kind of you know Connected. Yeah, connected in Good a way, point, you know? man. And, and then, I mean, look at the NBA offseason right now. Like, a lot of people have sit there and said that the NBA offseason, in some cases, is the most exciting part of the whole NBA fan experience because just the player movement, like the stories that are just developing right now, like with the whole Damian Lillard situation. Oh, man. As of this recording, Damian Lillard isn't been traded, but, you know, it just set the whole world into a frenzy because the NBA free agency list was very small. Yeah, yeah, but it, he was one of the names that could really shake the pool up, you know. The way they're talking, it's almost like somebody's going from WWE to AEW. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? So as you see on this bottom row, you see all the current day NBA superstars if i left out any you know there'll be a next episode i'm yeah, thinking about yeah. doing a legends edition because yeah. this episode could really we could be here for hours but because unfortunately the nba doesn't have part-timers <laughs> exactly <laughs> i think i've got a good chunk of current day stars yeah and you know i think richie let's go ahead and start off with the first one yeah, let's go ahead we, we gotta start with what you said was the face of the league right yeah and who else to be compared to the face of the league than the former face of WWE? John Cena. John, John Cena. Yeah. They both came in around the same time as well. Oh, three. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, two, yeah. Came into prominence around the same time. And they, and like I said, they're both very controversial figures because people that have been sport fans of the sport for a really long time, they look at them as a changing of the guard to a point where it's like, oh, Cena might be this good, but he ain't The Rock. He ain't Stone Cold. Yeah. And we all know with LeBron, it's always, oh, well, he ain't Kobe. He ain't Jordan. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the one thing I will say to kind of like, kind of not just say they're just a match made in heaven i think when lebron first got drafted and when he first came into the nba 
it, he was supposed to be the guy. Yeah, yeah. John Cena came in under, you know, when, when Brock Lesnar was going crazy. The Batista, like, more eyes wasn't even on Cena whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Fast forward to here we are where Cena is in higher regard than all of those guys. You know, it's... It's crazy to think about. So that's yeah. just one thing I wanted to point out because I think like, you know, there, there's other things that's match and match, but I think like when LeBron first got drafted, he was supposed to be the guy. And yeah. Cena was not that. It was not the case at all in Cena. Very true, very true. So one guy I want to bring up here because I think this is, I, I want to start off with the controversy here, man. My man, Hemi Butler. Ooh, Hemi. Hemi Butler, all right, all right. So, you know, shout outs to the Miami Heat. You know, unfortunately they couldn't, uh, you know, they they didn't get the job done, but let's just be real, you know, like superstars win championships and Yoke, you know, he had a he had a better roster around him. He did, he did. But yeah. the one thing Jimmy had that we talked that we spoke on earlier was that story. Ah, there you go. The you Jimmy, took the word right out of my mouth. The man. Jimmy Butler story is fascinating and it, and it makes you really want him to win. You know, and so I feel like you got to have a really good comparison for a guy like him. You know, because yeah. I, I feel like the entire world was kind of rooting for him this year. I mean, people are rooting for for the Nuggets as well. Yo, yeah, man. But like that that underdog story that Jimmy has had his entire career. Mm -hmm. Who could who could he possibly be his his WWE counterpart? I'm thinking Cody Rhodes, man. You you said story, so like story and story, it's better. And wow. I, I kind of want to explain something right here. I want to okay. explain something right here. Jimmy Butler has been in the league for a little over, maybe a little over 10 years, correct? Cody Rhodes, he ain't no new guy in WWE. He's been in WWE since, I say, 20, 2008. But you know what I'm saying? So he's been in the league. He's been around. And so, like, the thing that I want to say that, that I think makes their story and their, and their careers so, so similar is it wasn't until Jimmy Butler left Chicago and it wasn't until... Cody Rhodes left WWE the first time that people really started to pay attention to them and they, they started to really impact their respective sports. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very fair. I love this comparison. And much like Jimmy Butler, Cody has not won the big one. Exactly. And Cody has been in the main event of the big one. Yeah. He, this year. They, Jimmy Butler has been in stars around him. <laughs> exactly. Roman had all the stars. That's why Cody lost. <laughs> See, you 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 take you running with it. Yeah. You're running with it. So yeah. I, I think, you know, without the shadow of a doubt, I think Cody and Jimmy Butler are, by, by, I think Jimmy Butler is the Cody Rhodes of NBA, of NBA. I can see that. I can see that, you know. Uh, I want to go ahead and bring up, you know, Jimmy Butler's recent opponent in the NBA Finals, Nikola Jokic. Well, so when I think Jokic, mm -hmm. I don't see the person here that I would compare him to. The person that I will compare Jokic to is Goose. Ah, good um, point. Good they're, point. They're both foreign monsters, you know. What okay, I'm yes. They're not flashy. They're, they're not. They're not coming in to you know wow the crowd. They're coming in to get buckets, and they're very efficient in their movements and everything that they do. And and same with Jokic. Like Jokic was a a, a player overseas that was doing his job. You know what I'm saying? Doing it really well before he got here. He had to adjust a little bit. Much like Gunther, Gunther lost the weight and everything. And Jokic lost the weight. Yeah, yeah. good point. <laughs> exactly. All right, all right. Acquiesced can... to, to the new style, and now he's excelling beyond everybody's expectations. The only reason why I might give a slight knock on that is because we haven't seen Gunther at the top. Right? Yeah, like like yeah. Nikola Jokic is undeniably the best player in the NBA as a, at this moment. Regardless of what people say, yeah, like like yeah. you know, he got he got two he got two back-to-back -back MVPs and he got a finals MVP and he just won the finals. Nobody's you can't argue with that. Yeah. Like like you can sit there and talk about Giannis, you can talk about LeBron, but but like at the end of the day, Jokic is the guy at this at this point in the game. You're right. And I mean, Gunther's going to get to that point. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So, I kind of want to go ahead and get my favorite player out the way, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, you know. Kawhi Leonard, man, this is one strange case here. So okay. when, when we talk about Kawhi Leonard, we, we really have to think about a wrestler who has had a career kind of similar, where it's like, because Kawhi Leonard was one of those guys, like, you have to look real closely, and then before you know it, he got the lead by storm. And I, yeah. think, and I think with Kawhi Leonard, at any given moment, Kawhi Leonard can literally be the best player in the NBA. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And I'm looking at guys like like right now, you know, where we're barring injuries and stuff like that. For some reason, my mind goes towards Dan Brown. Just a little bit. 
just that overall impact that that ability to to pretty much be the best wrestler in the world they're both not they, they don't they're not really flashy with their public persona yeah 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 that's 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 very true um i, I can see that where it's like you know they're very not the the typical nba player that's going to give like you know the, the the highlight reel interview or anything like that and one thing i will say though daniel brown will finish a match with a broken forearm and if Kawhi Leonard's toe hurt, he ain't playing. Oh, yeah, most definitely, <laughs> most definitely. Well, we're on my topic of players, man. I'm going to go ahead and do the one that I think everybody gives me a hard time for, man. The gun, Mr. Ja Morant. So, as you look at this list, you know, you, you got to look at stars of the future. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Ja Morant, he, he has a stellar resume right now as we're speaking. Um, <laughs> The, the, um, and I see maybe like three young guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's Austin Theory. Yep. There's MJF. Mm. Austin Theory. I, I think about Austin Theory because I think like, you know, WWE has kind of positioned Austin Theory to be the guy. But there's mm. some things that's kind of lacking. And I think the NBA has kind of positioned John Morant to be yeah. the guy. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. The way that they're pushing. So. Mm-hmm. But I do see a lot of comparisons to Austin Theory. You know, both very young guys. Both have kind of got a little bit of outside of the ring controversy going on. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Both guys are looked at as the future. Oh, yeah. I do feel like Austin Theory is a very good comparison for John Moran. You know what? I agree. I agree. Now, this one guy I want to bring up, man. Uh, he's one of my, I love to watch him, should I say. And I, I think, like, you know, he's been kind of in controversy, too, because of just that ability to, to like, a lot of people question his heart sometimes. Mm. And that is Luka Doncic. Luka is one of those guys that I don't think the NBA had, had planned for him being the face of the NBA. But, I mean, it, it's a possibility at this point mm. in the game. And of course, like I, I think there's this little blind. I think there's this little kept secret that I don't think the NBA wants um, wants non-American players to be the face of their company. Well, that sounds very WWE like. <laughs> so that's where my mind goes. But I, I think when you look at what what Luca has accomplished in these years that he's been in the league, I mean, like it's crazy. Like I think Luca is probably the top five. He's a, he's a top five player in the NBA right now as yeah. we speak. And for some reason, and it's cool to like Luca. It's very cool to like Luca. Like when you talk to someone about basketball and you ask them who's your favorite player and they say Luca Doncic, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. So if I had to compare him to somebody, I think I see a little bit of Orange Cassidy on Luca Doncic. Really? Yeah, like you said, it's cool to like Luca Doncic. You know what I'm saying? And and you might look at him and not see much, but when he gets in the ring or on the court. He's going to do what needs to be done. And by the end of that match or game, you're going to mess around and be a fan of him. Orange Cassidy, you know. Okay, I, I see that. I see that. And another good point that I want to drag on to that is because I think Luka has the potential to one day be an NBA champion. Yeah. But it's just a matter of figuring out how is that eventually going to happen. Right. And Orange Cassidy has the potential to be an AEW world champion. It's just a matter of how are we going to present it and how is it going to be believable? Right, 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 for sure. So I agree with that, you know. So yeah, yeah. Orange Cassidy, most definitely. And I think a lot of people, and, and like just for me being an Orange Cassidy fan, seeing Orange Cassidy mentioned as a mainstay in, in all of wrestling, it's a great thing to see. Man, they, they both have hard roads to get to the top. Yeah, but you could see it. it, yeah. it it's not It's not one of those things that's just far-fetched. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Good point good point so i think another guy that we need to bring up that's a real obvious one is mr kevin durant he might be in the conversation for maybe top 10 to 15 to lay some up yeah yeah one of the one of the best pure scores in in uh nba history yeah uh you put them on any team they become a contender yeah yeah you know and uh man for this guy once i connect him because of the names pretty much but when you look at besides the names there's other things that that kind of line them up together and it's randy orton you got the viper yes. 
you got uh the snake yeah <laughs> the slim reaper but you know like I, I think there's a lot of things that kind of compare them together like durant came into a situation where he's always being compared to multiple guys you know mm -hmm. compared to the lebrons the the steffs and, and randy orton was always compared amongst that but you can kind of tell that orton was he he held his own amongst yeah. those other guys and yeah. i think durant do to some degree yeah yeah durant definitely like you said he can get he can get on the court and if he's playing against anybody, they're, they're going to have a long day, you know? Yeah. The one thing I can say about Randy Orton that I can't say about Kevin Durant is that he's a lawyer. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Because as a boy from Oklahoma, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I could never, ever just, just dip out on my team and go to the team that beat us in the playoffs last year. You know what I'm saying? But Because Randy stayed 10 toes down 20 years in. You feel uh, oh, me? facts, facts, yeah, he facts. He never wanted to jump ship, so... But whatever. I, yeah. <laughs> but I can see it. Yeah. And another guy that I and another point that I want to make, like to kind of agree, like to kind of help kind of shut this down a little bit, is because I think what you said earlier, Durant, I mean Orton is effortlessly just great in the ring. Yeah. And Kevin Durant is effortlessly great on the court, man. Yeah. Like he makes them shot them shots look so easy. Like yeah. he's like the ultimate cheat code, being seven foot but moving as smoothly as he do, like a guard. Yeah. And I yeah. think Orton can do that. And then, believe it or not. Orton used to be a high flyer. Well, definitely. Like you said, when much like KD, uh, Randy Orton, can, when he turns it on, he can be the best wrestler in the ring that you've seen and can make a great match with pretty much anybody. So, I, yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant is Randy Orton. And also one of the faces of the league. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. He's seen right up there with LeBron James. You oh, know? for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. So, yeah. Good, good. Let's go ahead and bring up his former... His former teammate, you know, should I say, Luca's current teammate, Kyrie Irving. With that being said, I got it. Okay. Jeff Hardy. Whoa. That's it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Jeff yeah. Hardy. Yeah. I, I think that's a good comparison. You know, yeah. their off the court antics really just kind of make people kind of bat an eye. Kyrie, there we go. We got, we got two that's off the board. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> well, guys, let's go ahead and get to the current MVP. I don't know why I didn't say him earlier. Joel MB. Joel Embiid, it, it, he's a rare case here, man. Okay. Like, Joel Embiid has never gotten out of the second round in the playoffs. He's never even touched a conference final. He just got an MVP. I feel like last year he should have been MVP, but that's just a rare case. We can say that here. Cultural Influence might be a basketball podcast later on in the future. Be on the lookout <laughs> for that. that a part of me, though, mm -hmm. sees Joel, Joel Embiid as the Miz. Okay. Mm, okay. Now, okay. because there was a long time where Joel Embiid was talking more than he was playing. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I feel like okay. he kind of let his mouth get him into situations that his game couldn't necessarily back up. You know? And I feel like Miz has reached higher heights in the WWE than Joel Embiid has reached in the NBA. But at the same time, I feel like they... They're both pro <laughs> prolific losers. They're both <laughs> prolific losers. You know, I can't do no disrespect. I, I can't do. I feel like if we if we put if we put Joel Embiid under the Miz, I feel like that's actually a compliment to Joel Embiid. I I agree. Up. But but listen though, the only reason why I don't want to put him there is because man, Miz has main evented WrestleMania and beaten John Cena. That's at what I'm saying. He's reached higher highs, but right now the Miz is more known for losing, and Joel Embiid. Even though he got MVP, he did the same thing that he does every see every playoff season. Disappear. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about going towards Riddle. Because if Riddle doesn't get a championship in the next two to three years, I think it's gonna be the same way we're gonna be looking at him be. Because it's like why riddle like like why don't yeah. you have a championship yet? very technically gifted you have all the tools mm -hmm. to be that guy but, but you can see why though yeah. wwe won't eventually put a title on him yeah. and you can constantly see why Embiid isn't going to get a championship just yet i'm rocking with you on that 
That's that. Okay. And then I mean, like they're both flashy. Like you kind of said, his mouth gets in, in trouble. Riddle does the same thing. Riddle literally came in the WWE talk about how he's finna retire Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm true. saying? And <laughs> uh, he pissed off Goldberg too. <laughs> yeah. Like like Embiid ain't no stranger to pissing off people. Oh yeah, man. oh yeah. Embiid talks a lot of trash. You know what I'm saying? Like his mouth turned me off before his game turned me on. Pause. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you know what? And they're relatively. Well, I mean, Riddle's younger, but when I when I bring up Joel Embiid, people kind of think about Joel Embiid as a young player, I guess, you know, as a young star, because, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. a newer face. A newer face. We're yeah. not going to put him in the breath with the Steph and the LeBron and mm-hmm. the, and the uh, Kevin Durant, you know what I'm saying? He's a little tier above that, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because Embiid came into the league 2015, should I say, and yeah. Embiid has been injured for two years, roughly, you know, when his first two years in the NBA. So, you know what, Riddle, that's, that's the guy. Let's go. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about the man that's probably going to get traded, which is Damian Lillard. That's this is a rare case because I think Damian Lillard has been in the league for eleven years, roughly. So he he he, I think he can be in the conversation for legend. Um, Damian Lillard is controversial because he's regarded as one of the seventy-five greatest players of all time. Yeah. And you mean to tell me he got one over Dwight Howard? Yeah. Tracy McGrady to some degree? Like, yeah. if, if, if Damian Lillard's in that list, yo, I need to see T-Mac on there. Yeah. I need to see Dwight Howard on there. You yeah. feel me? Like, like, there's people with way more accolades. Way more accolades. ignored. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that there's some controversy right there. But when you when, when it's all said and done, you, you got to respect Dame's game. Because it's obviously there's something that other NBA players will give Dame credit for. And so, like, there's something that, you know what I'm saying, he just don't got the accolades. Mm-hmm. And so when I think of accolades and stuff like that, I got to think of a legend, though. And I think, now that I think about it, Kenny Omega. Both both are respected veterans and stuff like that. And, bro, we just now getting to the point where Damian Lillard, you need to leave, bro, to help your career. <laughs> How long have we been trying to get Kenny Omega to go to WWE? How long have we been trying to get him out of here, bro? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's fair, you know what I'm saying. But but Kenny legit started his own, like start, I say started his own, but you know what I'm saying. That he helped launch their his own promotion. Yeah, like he he legit created a whole new ecosystem of of sustainability for wrestlers in the business. You know what I'm saying. And I just feel like Kenny Omega has accomplished way more than Damian Lillard has. I don't know. I can't. I can't call him that, man. It, it, that's too tough for me. That's you know? too much for you to call. Yeah, it's hard for me to compare. You know, that's hard, man. Dame Dollars a really tough one to to put next to people. You know, sheesh. Maybe. Let's go to MB. Let's go to let's go to Impact. The current star is in Impact. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Moose. Loyal to a fault. Mm-hmm. Mm. Moose. Yeah. Moose has been around for a while. Yeah. Very people when you watch him, you're you're entertained. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You watch him grow over there, you watch him get better. Yes. And, and you kinda hope he goes somewhere else. Yes. You know, and, and we're not we hear the culture influence. We don't want to tell wrestlers what to do with their career. If you make the best move for you and you be happy and we will enjoy it. But you do wonder what if this person took a leap and went to another place. Yes. That that might maximize their gifts. And yeah, I, I will give Dame Dollar Moose. Moose, all right. There there's a guy go. that's not on the that's yeah. not on the graphic. You know, there's this one guy I think that's a very clear cut one, and he, in some cases, he can be regarded as the greatest player. I mean, the best player in the world right now, which is Stephon Curry. Chef Curry, let's go. I think I want to go ahead and put mine out. Uh, I think he is the Roman Reigns, without a doubt. You agree with me? Without a doubt. Legendary run, a run that will be talked about for years. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Steph got how many rings? Four yeah, rings? He got four. Within the last 10 years, he had a run that people are going to hold in high regard for years to come. You know what I'm saying? That that Golden State team was the bloodline <laughs> of the NBA for a while, you know? <laughs> I agree with you on that, but I also want to say this. 2015... Roman Reigns was being shoved down our throats and we and we we well that's what we say yeah. but that's how we felt you know yeah. what i'm saying 2015 people did not like Steph Curry 
Yeah. But Steph Curry was being the MVP. Yeah. He was in he was a finals MVP. Yeah. Steph Curry was the man, but people just could not get with the program. Yeah. They couldn't. And then like here we are in 2022 and 2021 where Steph left Kevin or where Kevin Durant left him and we got to see Steph and Curry in a different light and I think like we got to see Roman in a different light and we just now where it wasn't until later into their careers where they finally started to get their flowers. Yeah, yeah. And I will say as a as a NBA fan and as a WWE fan I literally started giving my flowers to Roman and Steph Curry probably at the exact same time. Mm, okay, yeah. And they're both players that were, you both saw that they were really good early on. Mm-hmm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and I just feel like they're there both. There just wasn't something that was clicking with the fans. Yeah, yeah. And they're both very unproblematic outside of the ring, exemplary people outside of the ring. You know what I'm saying? They're going to carry themselves like the perfect representations of their companies and all that stuff both family men <laughs> you yeah, know what i'm saying so sure. and like, and like said, our other guy we gotta let's go ahead and talk about the beard he he's stirring some controversy here man if i had to put james harden somebody i would probably put james harden as the miss the miss really yeah because at this point james harden is more known for being a a-lister than being you know a champion you know what? I agree on that. Yeah. I agree on that. They've both been in. They've both been in their respective profession for a while. Yeah. You know? So you can't really throw them with like recent stars yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. And I don't think like Miz has reached higher highs, but Harden is a former MVP and all that. But, yeah. You know, I just feel like you know with the the way the Miz does his movies and carries himself as like you know a superstar. I feel like you know it. I feel like James Harden is more concerned with kicking it with a little baby than Joel Embiid. You know what oh, I'm saying? Oh, for sure. Yeah, most definitely. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Ooh, I know who that is. You know, I, I think so, too. I think you I know. We race at the same time. All right. One, two, three. Brock Lesnar. All right. Yup, yup, yup. All right. Bet that. Bet that. Because <laughs> when they first, like, like, Brock Lesnar was a young champion. Giannis Antetokounmpo, young champion. Young champion. Came in from the rip, let you know I ain't here to play with you people. You know what I mean? Yeah, saying? facts. Like, yeah. And, and any, like, whenever you hear those guitar riffs, you know it's about to go down. Whenever you, if you're a basketball player and you see you go play the Bucks, you in for a long night. Yeah. You like, s- he's the beast incarnate, the Greek freak. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a match made in heaven. Match man. made in heaven, man. All righty. So we got Russell Westbrook. This is a controversial one, man. This is a very mm. controversial one, okay? So if I had to compare Russell Westbrook to anybody, right now, I'm thinking of John Moxley, okay? So there's a the thing. John Moxley, while he was pushed very heavily, he was never seen as, you know, the face of WWE. He was yeah. always one of the guys. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> He, right. He was always one of the guys. But whenever he went out there, he had heart. He was going to give it everything that he and had he could talk. in every yeah. single match. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just like last year, Moxley put AEW on his back when all that stuff went down. You know what I'm saying? Moxley carried that flag for them. And sometimes he gets in his own way. You know, whether you want to shit on him because he's bleeding all the time or he's not the most technically gifted. You know, the West Brick jokes. Or, you know, sometimes he makes the worst shot decisions. He might not be the, the best skilled, but goddammit, he's entertaining. Valid, and, and when valid. he's good at, and he has all the skill in the world to carry a promotion or a team yeah. to that next level. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I don't think, well, not I don't think, but uh, Ambrose Moxley has world championships. Russ has all the triple doubles had the triple double he has like, an mvp record, and he breath. has an mvp and he's has sniffed the finals and he's very worth. and he's a very influential wrestler there's a lot of wrestlers that, that are coming up looking but sterling bond you know what i'm saying shout out like, yeah like it. a lot of a lot of wrestlers they they look at uh john moxley as as something that they want to be like you know what i'm saying so let's go ahead and bring up jason tatum Ooh. jason tatum you know Jason Tatum is one of those guys that it's like, okay, man, you you give him the keys to to the to the Celtics offense because you know like his his career his the beginning of his career has been hampered with you know Kyrie Irving's Gordon Hayward's Kimball Walker's you know what I'm saying like like Jason Tatum was really never in a position to where it was like, hey yo. 
Tatum, here's the keys. It's all yours. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But once he got him, you know what I'm saying? He did great things. He got him to the front. And, and I think he's obviously a face in the NBA. He's probably a top ten face in the NBA. Like, like he's in he's in the he's in the he's in the pool. You know what I'm saying? He's he's a higher regard. I think MJF. I think that might be the fool because I've been I know I've been said MJF like a multiple times. Yeah. But I think MJF and J. But for some reason. Jason Tatum just still isn't looked, and I think with with Jason Tatum, I think when he if he when he does eventually sniff a championship, because I see Boston getting a championship, I still think Jason Tatum will not be will not get his flowers yet because Jason Tatum he has got drafted into one of the most storied franchises yeah. ever. He's been surrounded by talent his whole career. Mm -hmm. Jalen Brown. Uh, freaking their, their coaching staff is always great so there's going to come a point in which Jason Tatum will never really be will, will never really give his flowers for being the best and I think MJF kind of feels that way okay and they're both they're both very young they're both very young have years ahead of them and have potential to be you know something even greater than what they already looked at as yeah huh. and I think and this character just very different you know yeah 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 most definitely most definitely yeah and i mean like they're they're both good i mean like they're both good in their respected brands yeah yeah and i mean i could see jason tatum sniffing the mvp you know what i'm saying oh definitely definitely yeah okay so I'm you rocking, say that yeah one one is just it's hard to compare because njf is such a dick so <laughs> yeah most definitely most definitely well all right you guys there y'all have it we left off kenny and we left off bobby and we left off punk but you know what man it's we could be here for hours. Yeah, man. wrestling's I, a wild sport. Yo. I think this is a good rough <laughs> sum up, man. So, you know, this is going to be very fun to edit and talk about with in shorts because you're going to see short clips of this where we talk about wrestlers individually and stuff, man. But I think the most shocking one for me might be Luka Doncic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, and if you have any uh, disagreements, who who do you think should be, you know, compared to their NBA or WWE counterpart? I would love to see you guys' ideas on that because I think it's very wide open still, you know? Yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Like, I said for this segment, guys. Let's go ahead and get ready for hot tags. Cultural influence would be cultural influence without going over the hottest stories in all of wrestling's in the form of a hot tag. Okay. All right, man. So I feel like last time we recorded, you know, like so much has happened with two big pay-per-views. And I mean, like, it's making this summer be one very one not to forget. It's a real hot summer, yo. As a wrestling fan, as a wrestling sure. fan. So as far as us just, you know, like as far as us just going over and talking about it, let's just go ahead and sum up Money in the Bank in one good take. And my first take is that WWE has shifted their focus towards factions being an important staple of storylines you love to see it i mean yeah. like two of our money in the bank winners are involved in two of the biggest factions in their storytelling you know yeah. we're seeing it right now with damian priest you know getting the money in the bank briefcase it hurt some feelings that we saw la night but you know if y'all saw my short and if y'all saw my episode i pointed out that one concern and triple a shouted me out you know i mean he didn't directly shout me out but <laughs> he pointed out to what i was saying you know what i'm saying yeah. but damian priest was surprisingly a dude that i wasn't thinking about but it became very believable and i mean like let's not act too surprised because we all knew that damian priest was in store for something big yeah yeah damian priest has had a, a banner year you know what i'm saying for sure we've, we've seen numerous headlines and stuff talking about damian priest is seen as a top guy or at least a main eventer and for everything that damian priest has done this was a very fitting outcome for Money in the Bank, and there's no complaints from me on this side. Just we got to sure. talk about how this faction has literally been closing out WWE pay-per-views these last three to four WWE premium live events yeah. with the Bloodline, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. we that This storyline is going to be talked about for years to come. Yeah. You know? And I just think it's continuously proven to be one of the, the main highlight in WWE right now. You know, uh, the, the Bloodline segments get... Two point, they did 2.5 million viewers on a taped episode, bro. They don't, that's what I'm saying, man. They doing the damn thing. You know man. what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just really awesome to see the Usos, a tag team in such a prominent position, look really just strong. You know, like even with, without having the tag team championships, they are still a major focal point of the show. They are a big deal and they feel like a big deal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how some people can be presented as like a big deal, but they 
they don't feel like it. Yeah. The Usos feel like a big deal, man. Yeah, and it's just the, the subtle storytelling they're telling within the match. You know, there was that moment when they hit that cold combo of the Samoan Spike Spear. Yeah, I thought it was over. Was, I, thought, <laughs> I, I was ready to be done with it. Yeah, you know? I was like, you and, count and to 100. I wasn't going to be mad. I was just like, oh, well, that's it, because you can't kick out of that, right? Yeah. And then when he did, and you see Roman legit mentally break. Yeah, and, and and who does he look to for you know who solo keeps, solo keeps solo comes on. in and shuts that head. No, we got you this. Know what I'm saying? And so it just makes you think like, yo, where else is this going? You know, and, and yeah, bravo, man, bravo. Yeah, but let's go ahead and switch gears to Forbidden Door. Oh, and man. my one sum up is that I think Forbidden Door's matches they showed me how I guess the importance between like like being able to really tell a story in, in with within a match. Because, like, I'm one of those guys where I think I was more entertained with Osprey and Omega than I was with Okada and Daniels. Yeah, yeah, because th they were two very different styles of wrestling. There were two very different styles of wrestling. Like, you know, like, Osprey showing more character where he's licking the blood. Oh, like, man. Like, it was just so many theatrics that, and I think, like, I, I think that's a hidden art that I think a lot of wrestling fans kind of misconstrue sometimes because yeah. like you can watch good wrestling and don't get me wrong i'm not even discrediting what o what okada and, and brian danielson did because they still did their thing but just them added elements from osprey and omega just kept our attention span up because i don't know if if it's just us or stuff like that but like millennials are like we we really have an issue with like attention span yeah, like, yeah. like your attention can kind of go elsewhere you know yeah. what i'm saying and, and like you really kind of have to like be glued to the to to your to your couch to really focus on what's going on but like with osprey and omega there was other elements being brought in yeah. to the match that made the match more great and yeah. i mean o okada and danielson did still did a great thing obviously okada got hurt but no, not okada brian i mean Dan yeah but yeah danielson got hurt you know what i'm saying but I, I know right <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah and also i don't think right i don't think you're alone in thinking that Danielson and Okada were holding back because I felt like this match was the first. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I didn't feel like this was going to be a one and done. I really feel like this match was just setting the tone for what is going to come. Yeah. But with going as hard as they did, Brian Danielson broke his forearm. And I mean, he broke the fuck out of his I saw arm. that x-ray. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. going to upload the x-ray. Look at the x-ray. Man's going to be out for a minute. But he broke his arm and still won the match i mean had that man he made okada tap we haven't in the seen middle okada of the tap ring. since probably 2015 2014 yeah you know so very much of a great match but yeah the, the match of the night was clearly omega and osprey and i mean that tiger drive like oh my god he like, scared me I mean, we, we watched it and we screamed i remember i was like ah, ah, ah. bro and then when you look at it from another angle he completely took it on his shoulder, shoulder. hey <laughs> like oh my god! Like, hey, we gotta put over Omega. You, you got to man, you got to because I said it earlier. He's he's so great, you know. He 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 does it so flawlessly. He gives it all, and that was just a wonderful match. They had potentially the match of the year in January, and they had it again. Yeah. Bravo, stars for you, yeah. oh, stars yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I will say though, going forward though, we might need to drop the the, the, the cross branding championship matches. Yeah, it kind of makes it a little too predictable. Hey yo, and those pay per views be long as hell. Man. Yeah, you know, a brother had to work the next day, dog. Like, <laughs> yeah, for real. Eleven p.m. don't really sound ideal on this side of town. No, I'm world. taking off the the following day after the next AEW pay per view because you don't even have time to soak it in because you got to run home and go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure, man. But you know, this summer of wrestling, it's definitely one going to be in the history books, man. Yeah, yeah, because we're looking like uh, SummerSlam is about to be a banger too. Oh know? yeah, most definitely. Yeah, yeah. And let's go ahead and shift into some other wrestling news so uh for those of you who probably aren't really sure about the wrestling with the wrestlemania calendar wrestlemania has been they they've revealed the next three locations obviously philadelphia is going to be in uh, is going to be next year okay. the year after for supposedly wrestlemania 41 is supposed to be in minneapolis minnesota mm. and then wrestlemania 42 is supposed to be in nashville and wow. um this is apparent this is according to the nfl tennessee titans president and the ceo burke nahil he noted that wwe has committed to bringing wrestlemania 43 to the new titan stadium that is slated to open in 2027 
So let's start with the Nashville news. I think um, the way it's looking, WrestleMania might be one of the first shows that hosts that venue, that that, that, wow. that venue rents out. So kudos to WWE That's on close that. enough. We could do that, baby. Oh, yeah, we for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But with all this talk about all the new WrestleManias, it makes me wonder when are they going to fit in a London show? <laughs> that's one thing that came out of that out of that Money in the Bank show was how John Cena was lobbying for a WrestleMania in London, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I think would be very fun. I, I I'm loving this new method of WWE doing premium live events outside of the country. From Saudi Arabia, the Saudi Arabia show has been a banger. The Puerto Rico show was a banger. The Wales show was a banger. Cardiff was great. Yeah, you know, like it's they've been going crazy. So yeah, I would love to see a WrestleMania outside of the country for sure now uh shout outs to wrestle talk because i was watching this video and they said the issue with that comes that london is pretty much a tourist tourist country like like that whole area is a tourist country and one thing one of the biggest selling points for wrestlemania is that you know we're a tourist event because whenever whenever WrestleMania, like like whenever Vince McMahon makes a pitch to the city governor or the mayor or whoever, Vince McMahon sits there and tells you, like, hey yo, we gonna bring revenue to y'all to oh, y'all yeah. city, Big to fast. y'all state and stuff like that. And so London's case is like, well, we kinda don't really care about that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. what is a bigger reason? You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so there the, the explanation behind John Cena appearing at Money in the Bank was like saying, like, hey yo, y'all need us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like John Cena indirectly said that and what bigger way for WWE to say that than having their biggest star in the company come on their live programming in London and sit there and say ayo y'all need us you know what yeah, I'm saying yeah. that's 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 the issue that comes with that so I, I kind of think like it, it, it's believable, but I, it just got to be a long angle, and we just got to see you know some more intrigue from the London fan base because you had said on the show a few times that wrestling is a big fan; it, it, it's a big market in the London world. Yeah, and so like I don't think that it would be an issue with them selling. Like not to talk down on AEW, but you see what Wembley's doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They sold out. So I mean, like I, I think Mania wouldn't be the issue, but it's just as far as like the promoting, like like yeah. the. the, the the issue with the that. logistics and everything having to run a live show from over there two nights in a row at this point now, exactly you know? yeah yeah so it's just pleading their case and i mean like what a better way to plead your case than john cena you know yeah and, and i do feel like if they had john cena come out and even say that there has to be more emotion backstage you know what i'm saying behind the scenes because i don't even feel like they would let john cena come out and be like we want wrestlemania here you know what i'm saying yeah in order for him to even do that there has to be something already in motion for that to even be in play oh for sure you know what for i'm sure, saying so sure. I, I i feel like this is much more likely than we've than we're even talking about like it might even be a it might be close to a done deal than we any of us know at this point you know agree yeah yeah because i think wwe doesn't like teasing stuff unless there's some real concrete details yeah good point good point but yeah that that was just the issue behind it okay and so like you know wwe is very arrogant in their business endeavors but who are we to judge you know we we ain't we ain't running no multi-billion dollar corporation right right right. (laughs) i also want to point something out you know this might be this might be the perfect time for them to retire Brock Lesnar. Ah, Minnesota guy. Been, yeah. You know what I'm saying? What better way to have Brock ride off into the sunset than yeah. have him retire in, in Minnesota? You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> and one last story for high tags is, uh, you know, Fight Forever is not racking in the most positive game reviews that you would think. Not even I think. The, the, the biggest two things that I'm hearing about the game is that it's fun. That's the first thing that I hear, and that's the most important part to me, is that it is fun. But the other thing that I hear is that it is also very bare bones, which means there's not a lot of content in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, there are people that ran through the game or the story mode within two hours. You know, or, or so, yeah, yeah. I, I can't verify this, but from what I, but everything that I've seen more so than that is that the game is not worth sixty bucks right now. You know, and I'm a player of wrestling game. I love playing wrestling games, but I'm not gonna pay sixty bucks for a game that's you know doesn't have enough content in it. So I'm definitely gonna wait for it to go on sale before I get it. You know, but 
I'm excited to play it because they say it's fun. You know, they say the controls are very simple and easy to get into or arcade style. I'm not really into the arcade style because <laughs> when I play wrestling games, I'm playing to wrestle. You know what I'm saying? I, mm. I want to have a really good match, you know, reversals and stuff like that. But I'm, they, they say you can have really fun matches in AEW. So I'm looking forward to getting my hands on it. My son wants it. So I'm definitely going to get it. Not now, but soon <laughs> oh okay good yeah right, so yeah soon so you know uh that'd be probably a good christmas gift black friday yeah. coming up black yeah, friday no, that's what i'm waiting on because it'd definitely be twenty dollars then <laughs> yeah, no, yeah the reviews ain't been too kind but they all say it's fun so i think that's what matters most right awesome well guys that's it for hot tags let's go ahead and bring back raw reactions Yo, what's going on with you? Welcome back to Cultural Influence. I am bringing back Raw Reactions. So Raw Reactions is pretty much where we go over trending funny videos all over the internet in regards to wrestling. And me and Richie, we react to them. And uh, this instant, it was a fan, uh, I guess, attending an indie show. And I mean, I guess my man got carried away with it. And um, viewer, <laughs> viewer discretion is advised. It can be a little disturbing. <laughs> In, in in some degree, like it's just very cringy sometimes in my eyes. So yeah, let's just pull this up. What is going on? What the hell? What just happened? Oh! Oh! Oh shit! Luckily, we didn't come across nothing like that at OKC PopCon this weekend. Yeah, for real, for <laughs> real. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding, man. We as wrestling fans, we have got to do better. <laughs> yeah, but from what I read, um, I, I think the young man has some mental deficiencies. Mm -hmm. I think he might have been on the spectrum or something like that. He, he was a big son of a gun. I'll tell you that much. The craziest part, though, was the wrestler was selling for him. Yeah, yeah. Both, it looked like both of them was. I yeah. mean, not so much the lady because you could tell he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, but how do you get to a point where the guy is in there slamming wrestlers and, and putting their hand? Like, how did it get that far, you know? It's, I don't know. You might want to talk to that security about that, man. Yeah, yeah, security. And, and that's why I think we as wrestling fans need to be better because I think, like, we saw an instance like that happening. And, I mean, like, wrestling fans, like, we, we got AO because I feel like everybody was too busy laughing and recording. Yeah. I think there was a point, hey, AO, dog, chill. Kind of chill out, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I think that's why I think we could have done better. But the instance that I feel like once he did that first move, Yo, security got to snap up then. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Because he got in the ring, and then that was when he put that young lady up and stuff like that, and dropped her. Now that bump did look kind of bad because you know she didn't land properly. Yeah, because he has no train. He just threw her on the floor with all of his strength, you know. And he was a big motherfucker, so it's just you know <laughs> <laughs> he he did look kind of big for that. Man. Yeah, yeah. You see how he ran my man into the into the barricade like. Yeah, yeah, and I think my man just had to, you know, because I feel like once he once he threw him in the ring, he rolled away and got out. He yeah, like, get out of here. Yeah, he was finna go for the pin. <laughs> yeah, shout out to living the gimmick though. You know, you got to ex he he executed and got out the way. Yeah, know? bro, with full bone saw in that match. You know, you supposed to be Spider Man. What are you doing? Yeah, I, I but my I hope that girl was okay, man, because that that bump did not look nice to take. Yeah, and he's pretty tall, so you know what I'm saying coming down like that that that's it's a little dangerous, man. Yeah. And I hope the I hope the 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 the, the fan is okay. You know? Yeah, for sure. I, I don't think he was all the way there or whatever, but uh, you know, I hope he had a good time. Yeah, <laughs> I, from the looks of it, it looks like he did. It looks like he did, man. So, wrestling fans, you know, if y'all see a fan kind of doing too much, don't hesitate to kind of tug him by and kind of say, "Yo, kind of chill it down." You know what I'm right. saying? Because it's, it, from the looks, it looked like people was cheering him on. Yeah, yeah was, we got we got to start holding other wrestling fans accountable out here, guys. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like if someone just would have easily just not been so quick to have their phone out, because these are professionals, man. Like, yeah, they they, yeah. they 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 trained to do this, man. And the, and like, of course, a little fan interaction is here and there. You know, like. 
like we had a couple fan interactions at the pop culture con and stuff like that. But we're not getting in the way of stopping them from what they're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to intrude on a match or even get into a ring, you know? Yeah, because I don't know about y'all, man. But if I saw Sterling Bond in the ring wrestling, the last thing to be on my mind is to get in the ring and act like I'm going to hit a move on him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of these guys I, I would never... Even test, like yeah, yeah. yeah. With fire, my Sterling boy. Bond is definitely the last guy I would even act like I'm gonna do that too. You know, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, but guys, that's it for raw reactions. Let's go ahead and do cultural influence shorts. On this edition of cultural influence shorts, we're going to guess the top five wrestler from PWI's top 500 from the year 2016. You ready, Richie? Let's get it. I, I remember number one for sixteen because I want to say I was like one of the one of the years where one of the Shield guys did it. Number one is Roman Reigns. You are correct. Number one has to be Roman Reigns. All right. Um, number two. Okay. So we're twenty sixteen. Mm -hmm. If anybody had a better year than Roman Reigns in twenty sixteen, it would have to be Okada. That's number two. Okay. Whoa. So Okada had a good year. Three is tough. All right. So I'm going to say AJ Styles. He is number four. AJ Styles is number four. NXT's popping really hard. Yes. Finn Balor. That's number three. Okay. Okay. Finn Balor is so number three. Finn Balor yeah. is number three. Okay. This so. one might be a little tough. For real? Yeah. Not, not, not like too tough. Like when you think about it, like, oh, all right, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, this isn't the WWE paper. This isn't a WWE guy, though. Not NXT either? Not NXT. This is not WWE at all. New Japan? Not New Japan. What? No, not New Japan. He's not a New Japan guy. He's appeared in New Japan, but like when you think about it, like he he's really like you. But like, oh, that makes sense. Think of the year 2016, okay? 2016. Think of the biggest like like think of the the the, the number the top three wrestling okay. promotions. Okay, so it would have to be Ring of Honor. Okay, yes. So who's running shit in Ring of Honor around 2016? You you got. So like, I'm like, thinking you're literally like right there. You you just got to think about it like. Out, there's maybe two or three names that yeah, you can think 2016. Because I feel like this, I'm, th I'm circling two names. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's. I don't. I don't, know if it was, I don't know if it was Cole. So it wasn't Cole. I, okay, I was. Like, I don't think it was Cole. So it gotta be Jay Lethal. You are correct. Word. <laughs> Jay Lethal was five. Jay Lethal was number five. That's Jay Lethal. That's <laughs> it for cultural influence. Thank you guys for listening, man. This was a fun episode. I love to mix WWE with NBA, and who knows, cultural influence could probably be an NBA podcast as well. Because, you know, yeah. the wrestling fan base loves to talk NBA because I think they understand sports entertainment, goddammit. Yeah. NBA understands. They man. do. They do. They're, that tease with Ron Simmons, he shouted us out and stuff like that. Ron Simmons a cool down to earth. Hell, the whole nation of domination was yeah. cool for Yeah, he's kind of an honorary member that weekend, weren't we? Yes, we were. Yes, we were. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so shout outs to Ron Simmons. Uh, shout outs to my man Malik. I'm going to get him on the show. He's an indie wrestler. We met him at the Oklahoma City Pop Culture Con. There will be footage shown in the next interview so we got a good lineup coming up for you guys we're going to break down triple h's one year run under creative it's met with some controversy because you know you really kind of have a hard time figuring out like okay was there's vince's say or was this triple h's say so we're going to talk about that and have more fun with that and who knows we might bring back that nba segment with the legends edition that's that was where the real fun came out yeah yeah for sure or might even switch it up next time around compare wrestling and rap Who's the Jay-Z of the wrestling business? That know? will be that will be some controversy, man. So yeah. here cultural influence, we, we we combine the culture here, man. So that's another reason why I love, you know, talking on this podcast, man. So yeah. But until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Richie. And we're out. Oh, and also, before I let us go, make sure you follow us on Instagram at still iconic ray. Richie to Liddy. Oh my fault. Rich Guy 405. Richie 2 Liddy on TikTok. Follow the podcast at Culture Influence World 5 on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we are on TikTok. You will find shorts on TikTok. So, Cultural Influence is going everywhere. Man. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Yeah. And, but anyway, guys, it's been real. Until next time, we are out. <laughs>